You're listening to the Ask Drone You podcast. You ask, we answer your drone questions. Whether you're here to turn your passion into profit or you simply fly for fun, we're a community of learners and teachers who aspire to achieve greatness. We are Drone You. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another fantastic episode of Ask Drone You. My name is Paul. And my name is, <laughs> I love the gentleman's, that's great. <laughs> I'm Rob, this is episode 960, and as always, so very thankful that you're hanging out with us today. Never ever for once take that for granted. We really appreciate you, appreciate all those new reviews you've been throwing out, so wherever you download the show, please subscribe, or if you don't want to subscribe, leave us a review. It really means a lot to us, and it helps other people find the show. Now, if you have a question, don't be afraid to ask that question. Just go to askdroneu.com, upload your question. But today's question is interesting. It seems like uh, the, the number of excuses that people can make to not use a Part 107 license continues to grow. This and is a pretty creative. This is extremely creative. <laughs> I have All to give it says that. is that I am mentally the laziest person you've ever met and I will use every way to use my mental power to come up with a reason not to follow the rules. And when we have come so far in making this process efficient and convenient for people, I'm shocked. I'm, I'm totally shocked that people are still fighting getting a 107 license. But let me put it to you this way. In this particular case of a roofing company who decides not to use a Part 107 pilot, if I were an investigator and I knew that this company was going to such lengths to avoid licensureship, I would wonder what other corners are they cutting? Mm, good point. I mean, I guess this degree yeah, it's, it's criminology good, does pay off after all. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a good look. It to is, say the least. It is not a good look. But before we get into today's question, what is a good look is the light painting shots you can get if you fly Loom Cubes on your drone. And I want to give a special thank you to Loom Cube, who has essentially sponsored the show. They haven't really, but they've given us enough product that they deserve to be a sponsor of the show. And we use the Loom Cube lights to do light painting. If you're not familiar with light painting and you are shooting real estate footage, architecture footage, or beauty shots overall, and you want to one-up your competition, you've got to check out the light painting course taught by Mr. Vic Moss of DroneU. And what he does is he actually flies at night. And by the way, this is the only time I think I use my night waiver. Uh, he flies at night with a Phantom and a ground camera. So he's taking the pictures actually from the ground, but he's flying lights around this building to create a really cool lighting effect that I don't think a lot of people have seen before. So you gotta check out that class, but big special thank you to Loom Cube and also for sending us the Loom Cube Airs, which work really well underwater and in oh. salt water. So interesting. just have to say thank you, Loom Cube. So if you haven't checked out the Loom Cube Airs, check them out. Just a quick note, those Loom Cube Airs do have magnets in them. So I would hesitate on mounting them to a Mavic Pro just right now. But um, on a Phantom, so far I've flown it once and I haven't had an issue with any magnetism or any, because magnetism causes GPS interference, as you guys know. That's if you took the Don't Crash course. If you haven't, you should probably take that course too. But anyway, all those courses are included with membership, so check it out. Let's go ahead and play the question. I know you're tired of hearing me say all of those things, but we really appreciate your support. Hey, Drone You. How you doing? Love the podcast, as always, and I look forward to seeing all your new content. I have a 
interesting dilemma here. Uh, the roofing company that I work for has been having one of the roofing supervisors fly a drone that the company purchased for the purposes of creating videos for their marketing. I just found out about this today and spoke to the guy who was flying the drone who was not a 107 pilot. As we were talking and I asked about it, he said, oh, I don't need a 107 because I'm only flying a little spark and the video goes directly to my phone, so I don't need a 107. And I tried to explain to him that, uh, yes, you do, if you're using it commercially, and he kind of got a little annoyed with me and walked away. But uh, my question is, what can I use as ammo to go to my supervisor and my boss and the owner of the company and explain to them exactly why they're getting themselves in trouble by not allowing a certified drone pilot to do their drone footage. And also, I'm hoping I can get them to change their mind about the market company they're going to use and use me to make their videos for them. So, any suggestions you could offer would be greatly appreciated. Thanks, and always keep up the good work. Thank you for the question. And as Paul mentioned, go to askdroneu.com. We do want to hear from all of you who have questions, um, so don't hesitate. Get on there and get those questions in. It's actually probably relatively straightforward, right? It's extremely straightforward. I think his biggest issue is going to be navigating, essentially, his um, his snitchiness, if that's the way you want to put it. I'm not saying that's how I would put it, but well, no, I did but just throw it out there. <laughs> it, well, so maybe there's a presumption being made that the owners know that they're flying without a 107 and they shouldn't be. I, I would suggest that they probably don't even know. They probably don't. It's right? probably uh, at upper level management that are making these decisions. You know, it's so funny, as we were listening to the question, I'm sitting here talking to Rob, and I'm just like, open-ended, calibrated questions. Like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> like, boy, uh, <laughs> the, the references of that book just keep recycling, uh, don't they? It's true. It's very true. But, I mean, for example, um, clearly the guy flying the drone does not care. Uh, I think that's evident. And this is when, in my opinion... Uh, and it's funny because uh, Gary, our, our local FISDO, stopped by the office a couple weeks ago to be like, I haven't heard from you in a while. And that was weird because you used to tell me about everyone who wasn't flying properly. And I was like, well, I just want to advance the industry. This is a great example of going to FISDO and telling them what's going on. Why? It's not going to have a negative effect on your company, number one. Number two... They are probably not going to do anything to the company. There's not going to be any enforcement action. They're just going to scare the living daylights out of the guy flying. Um, now, he may not want to go that route, right? What he may want to do is go to his owner or manager and say, do you understand that there's a guy flying, doing roofing inspections, and he has no Part 107 license? Do you understand the implications of that? Maybe they do, maybe they don't. Well, I would Google Ask Drone U FOIA request on FAA enforcement actions. And what I would do is I would show him that FOIA request. Um, let me see if I actually have it on my computer and we can just attach it to the show. Oh, look at this. I do have it. It is right here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, here we go. This, let's see, enforcement actions. We have two. 
July 2018. Here it is. Okay, yeah, 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 I got it. In this FOIA request, uh, the FAA did actually go after multiple companies who refused to follow the rules. And that's uh, a while back, meaning it's probably... There's a lot more activity since then, I would imagine. Yes, I would imagine as well. That being said, I would take this FOIA request to him and say, look, this is a list of every company that has had uh, financial uh, repercussions for using pilots who break the rules. And the FAA has a right to civilly penalize our company up to $11,000 per citation. Every time he's flying that Spark drone and that battery enters the bay and the drone takes off, we could be potentially liable for $11,000 each time. Okay, I'm glad that you understand that. Now, when we're just talking about passing a 60-question test um, that someone could get an FAA license, why are you putting this risk and liability on the company? Look, I understand that you're saving money by not putting them up on the roof. I get that. And the liability savings is great. But don't we negate the liability savings when the person is not federally authorized to fly a drone? Look, you can understand how getting in trouble with local police uh, may be problematic, but what happens when the feds get involved? That would be my first open-ended calibrated question. My second one would be, so how do you expect me to not say anything to the FAA when I'm licensed by the FAA? I can complete these jobs for you, and this other guy isn't. And if I were him, Rob, what I would do is I would just go to the owner and you'd just be forthright with him and say, look, this, I think is, so too. this is just the liability that we're having. The owner's probably going to be grateful that you're telling it to him. He will probably solve the issue. No problem. Because I would also say to the owner, just say like, you know, I've been telling this to the managers and they've just been pushing me off, pushing me off, pushing me off. I told this to the pilot. He just pushed me off. Can you imagine what a federal investigator would ask if you're cutting these smaller corners where else the company may be cutting corners? Silence. It, it kind of makes because what? So sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I was going to say it kind of also makes me think of the the strategy of leading people to know, right? Mm-hmm. And asking, is this a company that intends to break the law when it does its work? That's what I would start with. That's right? brilliant because he's obviously going to say no, and then you can kind of get into. It. And I'd go to him with the the pertinent elements of the one hundred and seven document as well. It's really easy to show. And I don't think there'd be much debate as to what commercial is or isn't. It's pretty clear that they're it's using it commercially. extremely clear. And obviously you don't want to antagonize the boss. Um, a lot no. of this depends on what kind of relationship you have with the boss, what, uh, what kind of role you have there, how much trust you have with this person. But um, generally speaking, if you're looking out for them, they're going to appreciate that. I would, you would hope so. Absolutely. If not, you need to find a new job. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. And 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 Spashin sounds like the kind of guy that uh, wants to do things the right way. I, I don't get that you're just trying to rat somebody out. You're just trying to make sure things are done the right way. And uh, obviously, God also have to be careful that there's that it's not um, self-promoting in the sense that I want to rat him out such that I get to do it. 
because there was a little bit of that mentioned in the question, but I don't think that that's your, your main intention at all. Yeah. It's funny as you go through this, I'm just like, I just think of like Chris and that, you know, like that accent, you know, that New York accent. It's like, <laughs> Hey man, I'm working here. Are we working somewhere where we want to break the law? Right. No. Well, then how do you expect me to go along with this guy who's flying drones without a federal <laughs> license? You know, I just don't get it. You know, I'm having trouble here understanding why you want to increase the liability. I mean, look at this sheet, right? I mean, these are all the companies that have been fined by the FAA. And I just don't understand how you're going to put us on the chopping block. Do you want to put us on the chopping block? No. All right. Well, neither do I. So, so I think what we need to do is you need to use a federally authorized drone pilot. That way we eliminate the liability of the guy going on the roof and we eliminate the guy liability with the FAA. I mean, if he doesn't comply, you know, we go and we break his leg, you know, whatever. <laughs> there, Try I was to waiting climb for up that. a roof now. <laughs> <laughs> and then he'll break his arm. He can't fly a drone either. <laughs> hey, man, you know, uh, there's a pressure point in your pinky. You can't really grab a remote control if you got a broken pinky. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's an accident that could cover up real easy. Oh, man. Okay, so there's some good advice. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's my Uncle Tony coming out right now. <laughs> Something did. You were channeling some Tony there. <laughs> sorry, <pretty> Tony. <laughs> yeah, you better say Sorry. <laughs> But he, uh, he, my dad would be like, yeah, that would happen. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, I wish my dad would actually listen to this show. It would be very entertaining conversations, especially in how I portray my own family. He probably wouldn't be about it, <laughs> but whatever. I don't know. I think you're uh, Anyway, endearing. I hope that answers the question. I think you got to use open-ended calibrated questions. You need to go to the owner and explain the problem, showcase the evidence, uh, you know, if they, if you don't get to a point where essentially they're ready to use a Part 107 pilot, I think your ace in the hole is you just call FISDO and you mention the pilot and the manager and specifically say the manager is aware that he is not 107, that there is law, and they continue to break that law. Just understand before you do that, you probably should have another job lined up. <laughs> <laughs> because it depends on how sly you are too because and also how much True. radical candor because I True. would go to the manager I would go to the other manager you know as it's happening not before but as or after it's happening and say the FAA guy who is here I brought him here do you know why? Because I'm not going to be a part of a company that's going to actively break the law because you're putting me at risk. I could be sued. I could have civil penalties. I could lose my uh, remote pilot certificate. And like, it's like, I sit here and think to myself, are we really going to risk all this for a 60 question test that's like easy to pass? I mean, really? It, really? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Would you do that? You know, again, put your problem on them, let them solve it for you. If they really don't want you working there, just say, look, Look, I brought the FAA in here because clearly you guys have no problem cutting corners. And the FAA is going to come in here and say, hey, look, you can't do that. That's right. And you're going to get a, a, a federal scaring that I've had myself. It's not fun. It really makes you question everything in life. <laughs> and it's, it's scary. It's, it's probably the most scared I've seen, Paul, is <laughs> the letter. Oh, I got like 30 of those letters. Anyway. Um, nice catch right there, by the way. Yeah, thank you. Um, 
Yeah, uh, but the thing is, is once you realize that it's compliance philosophy and that the FAA just wants you to follow the rules and that they're not going to slap your hand unless you do one of two things, um, lie, um, don't comply, okay? It, it's that simple. As long as you're willing to comply with the law, the chances of something happening are very low. Now, if you don't comply with the law and the FAA comes out through FISDO and then you don't comply again, I would expect the long bleep of the law to come and slap you in the face. Yeah, absolutely. I, we never did kind of get into, and we don't need to go deep into it, but I loved the guy, I'm flying this drone and it's only going to my phone, right? Yeah, like, what difference does that make? <laughs> that was really interesting. Very clever. I'd be like, or not. so how does the image transmission affect your commercial viability? Exactly. Yeah, it's kind of funny. But that just kind of I, shows where he's at. I know. I wish I could really like get in some of these arguments with people because I literally enjoy intellectually owning people who think that they're right and will defend it at all causes. And they're just like intellectually lazy. That is my favorite person to talk to. That's probably unhealthy, too. <laughs> like, Sounds like easy prey. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> a, I mean, even you know, even that neighbor of mine that threatened my drone with a gun one time. Uh, I saw him again, and he was just like, "Yeah, I researched what you said," and he's like, "You really had that that line down." And I'm like, "Well, like, I'm like, dude, I'm not, I'm not doing what you think I'm doing, right?" I was literally trying to do a time lapse, and that's why I was hovering right there. And I was like, I tried showing you that before you, you know, you threatened me. And I was just like, but just understand. I was like, I know this law like the back of my hand and I'm not afraid to deploy it against people. But I'm also not trying to bully people. I'm not no, trying to not. be like, I'm going to fly here no matter what you say. It's more about trying to not be bullied. Exactly. And he appreciated that. Anyway, I'm we're, cool. we're friends now. Good. So I only have one douchey neighbor, but I think he got arrested. His car's gone. It's been gone for a while. Really? <laughs> so I hope he did, frankly. Arrest. <laughs> anyway. Where do you live, by the way? <laughs> you know where I live. I, I live know. like two miles from you. I know. I'm um, just saying. You know what I'm saying. It's just funny, though, because we have one of the few, like, secured neighborhoods or whatever, and yet it still happens. Yeah. But uh, actually, speaking of, uh, you know, okay, I'm going to rabbit trail really quick. Rabbit hole. Did you see what happened at the Bellagio a couple no. days ago? There was some guy who robbed the Bellagio. And he literally runs out to valet with a gun in his hand and a bag full of money. And there's like four security guards just chilling right there on their bikes. And they don't realize what's going on until he literally slaps the gun against someone's window to try to carjack them. And then they go after him. And it's just like we live in such a world where if something is just not right in your face, like you just don't pay attention. And <laughs> Even when it's your job to pay attention. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Did he get away? No, uh, no. no and no, these no. for a short time? Uh, unfortunately, he shot one of the security guards, but they were wearing a vest. Oh, so good. That's good. Um, but then the police shot him. I'm not sure what happened after that. But this was not the first time that he had robbed the Bellagio. That guy's desperate. That's That's what I read into that true but the reason i said this is that unless information is put right in front of your face and you're forced to pay attention to it chances are it's always easier to ignore those things so that being said in your question sir i think what you need to do is go to the top explain what's going on if you don't get the answer you like well you know who to call and uh and help save the drone industry Sounds good. All right. Well, if you guys have a question, uh, please go to askdroneu.com, upload that question. We would be very grateful to answer it for you gentlemans and gentle ma'ams.
You like what I did there? <laughs> Gender neutral. Anyway, that's going to do it for us today. My name is Paul. My name is Rob. This is Ask Drodeo. We believe that videos, images, words, and sounds have the absolute power to inform, inspire, and entertain. We reject indecision, confusion, and vanity, for they work against the community. We are united under the virtues of safety and knowledge. We are a training community of learners and teachers who encourage and energize each other to achieve greatness. We are pilots, videographers, photographers, freelancers, business owners, enthusiasts, experts, and apprentices. We are creators. We are the Drone Youth.